0: Hello, everyone. I'm Ellis Traub, and this is Money, Business, and More. We're going to talk about money today, and as with every other blog or broadcast on this website, I don't want you to accept or agree with what I say unless it meets the test of your own logic. If it doesn't make sense to you, you should challenge and reject it, but if it does, then you need to ponder it, consider it, And accept it and use the concept as a rational context to consider everything else that follows so here goes probably 80% of people in our country actually don't know what money is and while I haven't actually counted all of them or asked all of them I've actually asked enough of the people who come to me for mentoring about business to know that the younger they are the less likely it is that they do in fact 99% 99% of the folks I've mentored don't know what money is. Now, isn't it strange that when it comes to knowing about the one thing that's probably the most important thing in our lives, bringing in enough of it to pay for our food, clothing, and the necessities to say nothing about the things we want, we know virtually nothing about it. Well, today you're going to get your eyes open. What would you say if you were asked what money is? Well, how about a multiple-choice question to make it even easier than it might seem? Is money A, currency or coins? B, what we use to buy the things we want or need? C, something we can save, spend, or give away? D, all of the above? Or E, None of the above. Probably the closest of those answers would be the last one, none of the above, because some of those answers are not what it is, but what it does. Most of those answers are expressed in terms of what we can get for it, our needs and wants. Okay, let's try another one. Where does money come from? How do you make it? Is it made in Fort Knox? Do we use a printing press to make it? Or do we mine or prospect for gold? (laughs) Nope, none of the above. The right answers to these questions will get you closer to the truth, but they still don't begin to tell you what you need to know in order to understand how best to acquire money. And that's what we're all interested in, right? Right. So let's get more personal and approach it from another direction. Let's talk about you instead of we. Let's say that you have accumulated enough money to live comfortably, have enough left over for emergencies, and to retire when you want to. How would you feel if someone stole it from you? Would you be angry? Sure you would. Hell, it's yours. It belongs to you. Likely unless you inherited it stole it or otherwise got it from someone else you work your butt off for it one way or another If someone stole it from you you have every right to be angry because pure and simple it would be wrong Not just because it's against the law. No, it would be against the law because it's wrong Well, we're getting a little closer to making my point though Because there's an emotional part of this that you can feel Certainly, you would object to the injustice of it, somebody stealing your money. Okay, another way you can get rid of your money is charity. You can give it away because you get some satisfaction by doing something nice for somebody else. So, in that case, it's voluntary. You're doing it because you receive something in return, unlike robbery where you're not given the choice. So, I guess we can agree that it would be okay to do it if it made you happy. So, we're left with only one other way to be relieved of your money, and that's to trade it for something that's of value to you, something you need or want. In fact, the greater your need, the more of it you're willing to give of your money to get it. In fact, if your need is life threatening, you'd probably be willing to give it all away, right? So I think it's safe to say the amount of money you're willing to give away depends entirely upon how badly you need or want what you get in return. In other words, it depends solely upon its value to you. And there's the key to the answer. What is money? Turning the question around the other way, money is merely a token you receive for the value to them, of the goods or services you give to the person or entity in order to receive it. Let me repeat that. Money is merely a token you receive for the value of the goods or services you give to somebody else in order to receive it. Does currency fit that definition? Well, no. Why not? Well, suppose you washed up on a desert island and next to you a chest full of it had washed up on the shore. Would it have any value to you? Well, first of all, without someone to give it to, to exchange for something of value to them, it would be worthless, wouldn't it? Maybe if it were a chest full of $100 bills, you could dry them out and use them to make a fire. If it were coins or gold or precious stones, it would have no value at all. So the key here is that you need someone else to provide you with something important to you. With that not being in the equation, it would have no value at all. So it's logical that is only value is that token. You get the idea? Just about every client who comes to me for help, either starting a new business or making an existing business more profitable, has a light bulb moment when I suggest to them that rather than trying to figure out how they can make more money, how they can increase what they get, They'll be much more successful when they change their perspective and try to figure out how what they give to them can be made more valuable. Suddenly, those I'm speaking to discover that they have total control of their fortunes, not by looking for more ways to get more money, but rather than finding ways to increase the value of what they give in return for it. Wow, what a revelation that is. Let's just apply this to a simple sales situation and see if this doesn't make a lot more sense if i'm trying to sell somebody something will i do better telling them about how much more commission i'm going to make if they buy it or by telling them how much benefit they'll receive when they do doesn't that make more sense in fact later on we're going to talk about selling and apply this idea how to close sales many many sales are poor closers because they look at that sale as in an effort to take money from the prospective customer instead of giving them something of value. So because they wouldn't want anyone to take money from them, they're squeamish about asking for the order. Changing this view makes it obvious to them that they're actually offering something of value to their prospect and feel great about asking them to exchange their money for it. And just that change in attitude gives them all the confidence they need to become good closers. In fact, there are tons of courses out there that claim to be able to teach aspiring salespeople techniques they can use to talk people into buying stuff, maybe sometimes stuff they don't even need. Have you ever bought a car and watched the salesman use those techniques to practically embarrass you into taking the deal? Anyway, so let's make that the cornerstone of what we talk about from here on. Before we do, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Did you know that you have access to a personal mentor to help you with your business issues? Whether you are starting a new business or trying to improve the way an existing business runs, you'll find them at SCORE.org. This is the website for SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives. It's an arm of the U.S. Small Business Administration and consists of thousands of volunteers in more than 300 cities across the United States. And the best part is that their services are offered at no cost to you. At SCORE.org, you can enter your zip code and find a list of local mentors, each showing his or her areas of expertise, and you can schedule your own appointment at a convenient time and location. SCORE also offers a variety of regular workshops presented by professionals in their fields. You can see a current schedule of those events and pre-register on the spot. Some general classes are offered free of charge, while others have a modest fee, which is usually discounted for pre-registration. Check it out! Score is the place to go to find someone whose experience may be just what you need. Well, now that we know what money is, let's talk about where it comes from and how it's made. We know that back in the day, barter was the way people rewarded others for things of value. Way back in the days when people lived in caves, the hunter went out into the forest and came back with food another guy who might have been scared to death of the saber-toothed tiger preferred to sit in the entrance to his cave and tap out arrowheads from the special stones he collected. And, using the sinews he couldn't chew and eat from the animals the Hunter brought in, he, he bound those stones to the long straight sticks he broke off the trees to make spears that the Hunter could use. You see, each provided value to the other with what they produced. That was barter. So, to begin with, we can see that making money was a matter of taking what nature provided free of charge and adding value to it. Stones became arrowheads, and those arrowheads became spears by making use of otherwise useless animal parts. At the same time, the hunter added value by taking the risks and using his energy to find and kill animals that met some of the needs for food. So, because of man's labor, Dirt taken from the ground becomes ore, ore when it's smelted becomes metal, uh, metals fashioned into parts that become engines or automobiles when they're assembled, and so on. Each step of the way, the combination of innovation and labor allows the product of each step to become more valuable. So adding value to what started out as, as a gift of nature has made us the richest nation in the world because we learned to do things that make things more and more valuable. Now, currency, whether it was a beer claw or a gold coin or a dollar bill, they're all simply acceptable tokens of value. They come along to make our transactions more convenient. It allows us to do the things we do best when it's convenient for us to do them, to accumulate and save the results of our work, and to then give them to others for things that are valuable to us. Simple, huh? Well, today machines allow fewer and fewer people to perform the labor of adding value to things. So, as manufacturing becomes more efficient, and robotics and AI are going to continue to do that in the future, the value received will be translated into saving money with greater efficiency. In this innovation age, software developers and others whose intellectual property has added value to what started out as nothing but thin air and ideas, will continue to provide the value that others are willing to pay for. This is the point at which we need to point out the difference between earning and making money. We've seen that making money involves the work involved in adding value to things, and earning money is not making it. It's merely moving around the money that's been made by the process of adding value. So, if I go to work for a business that makes money and gets paid for it, without the money being made, there'd be nothing to pay me. So, the value I provide is the work I do that enables the making of that money. That being the case, here's a conundrum to make the point here. Supposing you're someone who, with few skills and a little education, has gone to work for a construction company. So that company makes their money by combining wood and nails and a bunch of other products that they pay their good money for to create homes or factories or other such things of obvious value. Your supervisor comes to you one day and tells you that you're to go out into the hot sun and dig a hole that's four feet wide and four feet long and four feet deep. Well, Dutifully, you go out and after hours of backbreaking work you finally carried all the dirt and stones away and report to your supervisor that you're all done and with that your supervisor says to you gee i'm really sorry but i needed to go back out there and bring the dirt back from where you took it away and fill up that hole and make it disappear well you're not very happy about it but you, you do what you're told so when all was said and done did you make any money Well, sure, you may have earned money for the sweat and effort you put out, but did you make any? Well, hell no. Well, why not? Because for all your hard work, you produced nothing of any value. So, yeah, you should be paid for it, but that was an expense, and the supervisor, if he made that mistake too many times, ought to be fired. But money is made only when something of value is produced, and the results of your effort didn't qualify. Think about how labor relations would change if only everybody brought, believe that, in concept. So, let's talk about earning money. How does value enter that equation? Although we're here to talk about starting or improving the way we can make money from starting or owning a business, it's still something that needs to be discussed because there are many more people who earn money than are on the front lines of making it. But this will affect you as a business owner because you're going to have to make decisions about salaries and wages that are going to determine how much money you get to keep as a business owner. You'll have to decide how much to pay those people you're going to hire to help you make your business profitable. You're going to have to decide whether to fire a supervisor who makes poor use of those human resources. What is it then that determines what people should earn? And again, the measure of how much money they should earn must be directly related to the value that they provide. The more education, the more experience, the more skills your employee has to offer, the more valuable they'll be for you. And of course, it goes the other way. The more they can demand for their service. And that's going to have to be judged by how much financial impact his or her services have on your business. Once again, the key word is value. In the next program, we're going to talk about how important formal education is to you and to those you put or may put to work. I hope that you found value in what I've spoken about today. We welcome your comments and views and invite you to go to the community comments and kudos section on our website, moneybusinessmore.com. Please give us the feedback we need to make what we do for you more valuable.